now. Dan Hampton, the Hall of Fame Bears defensive tackle who specialized in making opposing quarterbacks see long white tunnels of light with ghostly lost relatives saying, go back, it was just a sack. Ned Obradovich, the Bears legend who is picking off passes and grinding offensive linemen into powder while you are still wearing tough skins and drinking tang. Glenn Koz Kozlowski, the one-time Bears receiver who could catch a pass and a dive, then celebrate four rows up in the stands with the pretzel vendor. Mark Harmon, a confident, independent young man with skills in communication and teamwork. He's what? He's getting married. Don't forget that. This is the Chevy Hampton OB Show with Cars. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. On the station with the best Bears coverage, 720 WGN Radio. Hamp OB and Cars indeed as we take you into a 3 and 5 bears team as they fall to the eagles 22-14 and 3 hours of misery that's one way of putting it, OB. <clears throat> Phone number is 312-981-7200. We're with you till 6 o'clock tonight. As uh, mathematically, the Bears are alive, but logically, the season is coming to an end way before anyone wanted. Uh, they did get it within a one-score game after being down 19 nothing, but uh, too little, too late, and the Eagles take this one. Uh, Hample, you want to start today with the Well, thoughts? why not? Uh, you know, OB, as we sat there and watched the first half unfold, and we both looked at each other <laughs> incredulously saying, what in the hell is Nagy doing? You know, come on. Nothing. That's you know, what he's okay. doing. Okay. And, and you know what? They're, okay. They're, you know, you want a pat on the back. They were down 19 nothing. They didn't quit and get blown up. But, you know, pat on the backs are for losers. That's, oh, it's okay. No, it's not okay. You know, and it goes back to what happened last week, how you just squandered away a chance to stay alive, stay in this thing, and today's game would have been more tolerable if we would have won. But but still, that made today's game a must-win, a must-win. And we see what we see in the, in the first half, that miserable excuse – for a game plan, and and at some point you're saying, "Hey, he's starting to kind of get it." We, we, you know, Trubisky was under the, the center almost eighty percent of the time today. A, a huge improvement in the you know uh, efficiency of the offense. But still, what did we have? Minus ten yards at halftime. It this is it was a beyond embarrassment. What we were trying to do on offense with no execution, no blocking, no no rhythm, no anything, and the defense was just AWOL. But in the second half, yeah, we made a couple of plays. You know, we finally, the boot, the half boot and the bomb to Taylor Gabriel gets us in a position where we score. We don't go for two, which is insanity. But at the end of the day, you got to say, what the hell is this head coach, offensive coordinator, Matt Nagy, thinking when he goes into a game with a game plan like that? Dan, I've got the answer for you. Stupidity prevails. You know, Folks, you sit here and 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 you watch you watch this game unfold, and and you watch Nagy, who was our head coach and obviously our offensive coordinator and the game plan caller. Okay, it's week after week after week, and finally in their eighth game, the ninth game of the season, we finally see Nagy 
in the second half, throw the ball down the field. My God, what does it take for you to wake up? We have Trubisky up until last week. I think what was it, one game or uh, two, two games? Trubisky was eight for eight completions behind the line of scrimmage. And then he was three of six for less than five yards. And this is an NFL offense. This is Matt Nagy, who's supposed to be a genius, whom that idiot we got for a general manager brought over here. You know, it's enough is enough. You see it right in front of you. You tell me this is game planning in the year 2019 for the Chicago Bears. We got a defense that can, yes, win your Super Bowl. It can. Have we been playing great this year? Not all that great, but damn good enough to win. And our offense, again, we're not going forward. We're regressing. My God, where's the running game? Where's the passing game? Where is the philosophy? Where is the understanding on offense that you have to score points? Last week, was it 16 times we were in the red zone? And not one oh, one time we had a receiver go in the end zone and Trubisky threw it about seven yards over his head. Not one time do we put a receiver in the end zone to try to score a touchdown. And that would be six points. Folks, that's unacceptable. That is beyond unacceptable. And it's week after week after week. And you sit here and you try to find what are the good things that we could find what can we say? It's all negative stuff. And it's not me, doing it. It's not Dan. It's not Mark Harmon. It's not you people listening on the radio. It's Nagy. He's the head coach. He's the one putting the game plans together, sitting on the, in on the defense, okay in the defensive game plan. What are we now, three and five? That is correct. Three and five. And you know we're going nowhere because we haven't even played the tough teams yet. We got to play at Los Angeles Rams, at Green Bay, at Minnesota, at Detroit, and Kansas City's coming in here. And Nagy, you, I, 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 you know, we talk about Danny about Fox, how bad Fox was, scared to death offense, didn't want to really do anything. This guy Nagy really takes the cake, really takes the cake. And who do we have to thank for that? Pace. And I'm, uh, there's more I could say, but I'm not. I'm, I'm absolutely I'm fried, folks. I'm just sick and tired for 34 years doing this business, for 34 years and watching stupidity prevail. I'll say it again. Watching stupidity prevail. That's what you saw today, the week before, the week before, the year before, the year before. This is Chicago, for God's sakes. The footing and the foundation of the National Football League. Get rid of some of these imbeciles. I, Dan, I've had it. All right, one, one last thing. And, folks, you know, and, it, and it's more than just certain things like the game plan. All game long, we stood around and let the clock go down to almost zero before the snap. Every single down that we possessed the ball, which we kill, we would have had maybe a possession or two more to get back in the game, but we don't have any urgency. We sit around in a lethargic manner, just letting the clock burn while we're down. 19 nothing, then 19-7, then 1914, and we never had a sense of urgency. At some point, it has to be hung on you-know-who's bald head. You know what, Danny? That was a great point you made. We're sitting there watching it, 
and we got our punter. Every time he's putting, he's waiting, taking it down to the final seconds. Kick the ball. How about a no huddle? How about getting the offense up? Play after play. Get on the line of scrimmage. Call a play on the line of scrimmage. Sense of urgency. You're three and four going into this game. You you need everyone, and this is a team that we can beat. It's an where elimination was, game. Where was the sense of urgency, Nagy? That would be one of my first questions. So, Where's the sense of urgency? Why isn't your team up on the line ready to go offensively? Play after play after play, and you're sitting in the huddle, and you're waiting for you to send the play in. And then, again, Dan, not to talk in circles here, but how do you sit there and let a punter stand there? And obviously he was told, wait till the last second, wait till it all goes down, and then with a few seconds to go, kick the ball. My God, Danny, what you said all that time, how would he love to have that, that right now? All and those seconds, what? right? And, and we know that Shaheen botched the the uh, the kickoff at the end, and he fumbled. I we, we got it, but you would have gave yourself a chance. You wouldn't have been in it where you had twenty eight seconds or whatever at the end of the game. You know when you were taking possession. What if you would have had four minutes? You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't have kicked that little squib. They would have kicked it into the end zone. All these things matter. A little means a lot. And you know what? Our little head coach is is coaching like a little small man. So. The last drive of the game, the Eagles kept the ball for over five, for over eight minutes. Excuse me, eight minutes and fourteen seconds. Yep. Sixteen plays, sixty-nine yards. They end up getting three to make it a twenty-two fourteen game, and then of course they kicked off and Shane fumbled it. But that's where, come on, man, you got to get off the field. You're exactly right, and I know Ob's trying to be positive about the defense, and they're now without Eddie Goldman. But at some point. You got to make a play. You got to make a stop. You got to get the ball back. Like against the Raiders, they take it 93 yards for a touchdown to put us away. You got to make a play. You got to make a stand. Nobody made a stand. They drive it down, kick a field goal, basically to ice the game. Well, here, you go, you go to, this is a team you can beat. And, 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 and you go into Philadelphia and you play the first half of football, folks. The first half of football, I think there was like, I don't know, a, a minute ago, somewhere around there, our total offense was one yard. That was that was impressive. One yard, folks. That's running and passing the football and almost two quarters of football. There's only four quarters in a game. And you basically got one yard? My God, when is this press, when is somebody in this town going to take that naggy and and that pace, those two morons. When are they going to take them to task? The numbers, if you look it, at you, it, you know what? Again, it's thirty-four years since we won the world championship. Thirty-four, and they're stumbling, bumbling, and flumbling around like a bunch of nincompoops. I don't think you're going to get the change that you want right now, Obi. Right? You don't expect that no, to happen, do you? Oh no! You think you think pace is going to let Nagy pull Trubisky out of there? With that bombastic, stupid draft that he did in picking Trubisky, they're not going to bench him. Right, and then in the offseason, even if this goes, let's say the Bears finish 6-10, and 10, which is what they're on pace to do. Do you think you're going to see change with, with Ryan Pace and or Matt Nagy? I don't think so, in my opinion. <clears throat> it's happened no. before, where ownership has stepped in and fired the general manager and the head coach. Let me tell you something. You, you, the people that we're talking to right now, you, you guys, you're, you're wonderful, and you do know the game of football. And, and, and it comes a time when there's, I'm tired of the damn excuses. 
I'm tired of the, yeah, next week we'll be, we'll be there. Next month, it's next year in the draft. We're looking for the draft. What are you looking for? We're going to do this. We're going to do it. You haven't done a damn thing but spin around like a top, like a dumb, bumbling, stupid top flipping around in the room. And that's a fact. Yes, it, it, it gets, Danny, I'm telling you, I'm so, I'm so damn aggravated and sitting there watching this go on game after game after game. And nobody takes this guy, Nagy. How, how can you play the, what, the eighth game of a 16-game season, the first half, and you basically gain one yard? Are you kidding me? Hample? All I know is I was getting texts. OB and I aren't getting paid enough to, to watch this. <laughs> 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Eagles beat the Bears 22-14. The Bears are 3-5. and five. We haven't even got to the tough part of the schedule yet, buddy. It's all in the second half. That's true, too. As uh, the Lions are coming in next week, then you're at the Rams and, and et cetera. You still got to play the Cowboys. You got to go to Green Bay. You got to play Kansas City. It's not getting any easier from here. You're right, OB. Uh, but where? what do they do from here that can be part of the conversation today? Worth you till 6 o'clock. 312 981 7200. Hamp and OB with Kaz, sponsored by Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy hey. dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. What the- Praying is out of the question. Well, I don't know if that should be out of the question. Praying, it's out of the question. The Lord's got other things to do. Well, of course, but you know that doesn't mean you can't. Uh, you might not answer. So there's put that in there. All right, quick timeout. Seven twenty WGN. And here is Jordan Howard up the middle. Touchdown! Made it look easy that time. Now that one was disgusting. I mean that one, Hampo. Yeah. Gross. Hey, you know, again, you know, the defense is not without some culpability in this. You know, to, to let the Eagles basically just drag them up and down the field the opening two drives. Think about this. I think the first two drives was a 10-play, 60-something yard, and they stalled them out down by the uh, the red zone and getting forced a field goal, and the next one was 12 plays. I mean – the final drive was disgusting. You had third and long multiple times. You couldn't get off the field. Exactly. But, you know, you get, you got to give the Eagles a little credit. That's what they do. They're a little paper-cut offense. They, they're the best in the league on third and short. And they just kept finding ways to, you know, keep it going and move the, move the sticks. But, you know, before we get too far down, you know, Nagy letting the clock burn all day, never going hurry up. When you're down 19 nothing. The clock is your enemy. You don't want this game to be over. You want to keep it and prolong it as long as you can. You got to go hurry up. You can't be wasting time. Precious seconds add up. We never had a sense of urgency. The clock beat us. Danny, that was such a great point you made. And I'll tell you what, again, waiting for the guy, the punter, wait. He's just standing there waiting, waiting for them to get down the last seconds to punt it. It was all that way through. I said I got a little text here, folks, from a friend of mine, Mike Benedurski, and he's talking, I assume, about our offense. I believe the medical term is do not resuscitate. That's about <laughs> it. So if, when you look at the numbers, by the way, it's a miracle that the Bears were actually in a position if they could have gotten on the, off the field and not allowed the the Eagles' last drive to win the game because you would have had the football back, you would have been down five. The Eagles had 26 first downs, the Bears had 10. The Bears had 164 yards total. The Eagles had 373 total plays, OB. You love that stat. 78 for Philly, 42 for the Bears. I and mean, that's incredible. 
Thirty-six well, more plays. That's insane that you were even even in the game. I, Time of possession: forty minutes and eighteen seconds. That's over two thirds of the game. Philly had the ball. The Bears had it for nineteen forty-two. Which, by the way, to Ham's point, the fact they were sitting at it speaks to how atrocious the offense was. They were sitting at it and barely were, didn't even keep it a third of the yeah, game. It, it's a, listen, Nagy can't run and he can't hide. Okay, and I, I'll tell you what's going to happen. They'll, he's now he's at the press conference after the game. He's probably going to get a little testy, and then it'll get worse tomorrow. Okay, this guy can't take criticism. But where does this fall upon? How in the hell do you have your eighth game of a sixteen-game schedule, and you basically score what one yard of offense, ten yards of offense the first half? There's no excuse for this, guys. And and it, it's impossible. It's almost impossible to do what we do offensively with this team. Now, one other thing. We're down 19 nothing. It's so important to understand big picture. I was trying to explain it to little Dan. That's 19. You need to go for two. You and I were talking about it on your, your live broadcast. But... Nagy did not even think about going for two. See, eight and eight is 16, and then all you need is a, a, a field goal at the end. You're thinking about, okay, the game is now compressed. It's not a 60 minutes anymore. It's whatever it was, 25-minute game. You only have so many chances, so many opportunities. Maximize what you have. He didn't even think about going for two. You know why? Because he knows his offense is so inefficient. I, I couldn't believe it. You're down. It's 19-6. You clearly are not going to have some offensive explosion. Here you have a chance to get, go for two. I understand it's unlikely, but or, or whatever. You feel like it's a 25% chance, but take your shot at it. You're not, you're not punting the game away there. You're still in range. So I, I just didn't get it at all. It was, it, it, you know, from top to bottom, it was botched. Let, let, Obi, let's uh, take a quick time. I will come on back here, and we'll get your phone calls. We'll bring Kaz on in, and we'll do the Muller game-changing moment as well, which is sponsored by the Muller Auto Group of family-owned dealerships in Highland Park, Gurney, and Hoffman States. Muller Automotive, you will not be disappointed. 22-14, Eagles over the Bears. Ten seconds, Hample. Give me the Muller game-changing moment, would you? It's Taylor Gabriel for the uh, 55-yard bomb. That was awesome. That was Got one. us back in it. It, it did, and it, it made it interesting, but it didn't work out in the end. News coming up, then your calls, Kaz as well. Hampton will be with Kaz till 6 on 720 WGN. If you don't raise the bar, nobody's going to try to give you anything extra. you got to demand it. Back to the Chevy Hampton OB Show with Kaz. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Right now on WGN Radio. So OB's been cracking on the Bears' offense early in the game, which was of course, is incredibly fair. When the Eagles went up 12-zip at that point, with six minutes roughly left in the second quarter, the Eagles had gained 172 yards. They had a, they had 12 first downs. They were up 12-zip. The Bears' offense at that point had negative two yards and zero first downs. So it was an incredibly slow start. I don't know, Hamble. What were so you... we need to give out participation ribbons because we didn't quit. We didn't curl up in a ball and go away, right? Is that what you're getting to? I, I'm not. No, I... no, no. You know, hey, how do you get in a hole like that? See, that's the whole thing. The offense has got to understand. Yeah, the defense was was not perfect. Hey, I'm, I'm telling you what, we got a little pressure on Wentz. He was not the that MVP type of uh, quarterback today. And a lot of it, you know, some good coverage, a lot of it, a little pressure. But they were beatable. They were beatable. We, they, I mean, this was a winnable game if we didn't squander 
an opportunity to have one of the most magnificent comebacks of recent memory. And, and again, you know, not going for two, wasting all the time in the clock, you know, on the clock by uh, just never going hurry up, never getting into any type of a quick rhythm, burning the clock on punch, all this idiocy. You hang that on, Mr. Arena. Hey, let, let me just jump in here. Uh, you know, folks, sometimes stats are, you know, they say stats are for the loser. Some of them are astonishing. It, it, you know, again, where are we at? What league are we playing in? And how long has this guy been here as a head coach and this, this great quarterback we got? Yeah, Mr. You know what? Tell me, tell me how yeah. Mr. Hand Warmers did today. Yeah, let me tell you something. Met yards rushing, 62 yards. 62 yards. Net yards passing, 102 yards, folks. That's for four quarters of football, the eighth game in the National Football League. 164 yards of total offense. You can't, in your wildest dreams, make this stuff up. How embarrassing is this? And why, again, Danny, you go back to this coach, this guy thinks he's the genius of all geniuses, nothing in the offseason, nothing in training camp, nothing in the exhibition season, and so far after games, eight games, what are we looking at? Nothing. Let's bring and in. it's unfortunate because I know these kids are out there playing their hearts out. And you got a guy leading this team, making up the offensive game plan that doesn't know his backside from his front side. And it's quite obvious. Let's bring in the Idiot. Co- Let's bring in the Cos man, Glenn Kozlowski. Hamp will be in Cos till 6 on 720 WGN. Cos, uh, you know, OB's talking about the total yards passing. 102. 53 of those came on one play to Taylor Gabriel. What did you see from Cosland? Well, for starters, I don't even want to talk about this game because when you have nine yards at halftime, um, you deserve to lose. Now, let's just call it what it is. But let's start back where it all began. Ryan Pace. Look at his first two drafts. Um, his inability to draft impact players in the in the first round has hurt this team. Remember, Hamp, you and I and Ed, I think it was year two, we were talking about uh, – uh, the the Bears and how they had these great options for quarterbacks, and of course this rookie, not so very smart GM that was a former defensive player, and those guys aren't very smart. I mean, just trust me, everybody knows that guy named John Lynch comes in and he basically fleeces Ryan Pace. Where That's are they at now, the Forty Niners today? Where are they at? They're right. They're, oh, they're seven and zero, and they're undefeated. And where are the Bears right now? Oh, we gave up a bunch a bunch of draft choices to get a kid. That had played 12 games in his entire college career. So it starts with Ryan Pace. It ends with Ryan Pace. You know, Nagy, he's a byproduct of Ryan Pace. This is who he brought in. So let's focus there because, quite frankly, the only thing he got lucky on was uh, the Raiders, basically. Uh, John Gruden had, had been out of the game for so long that he didn't recognize what Khalil Mack had to bring to the table, and that's the one thing probably that he's done exceptionally well. well so it, let, let's start there, and it, it, it starts and ends there, actually. You know, the game itself, look, you got one first down in the first half because of a penalty. Um, you're going to lose the game. I, I don't care who you are. You're going to lose the game, and the defense couldn't get off the field when it mattered most. But they, they played their guts out that first half and kept it, in a game, and then, of course, you know, 
there were no adjustments on the defensive side to start the third quarter, and they looked like a team that uh, or a defense that had given up, and they had an easy score on them. Hey, Glenn, so it starts you know, there. It's pretty simple. Yeah, what you saw that first half, we've seen this. We've seen this film before. We've seen how many times does does it go to every game? We had the ball last week for thirty eight minutes. 38 minutes in a 60-minute game, and we only put up 16 points. Every game, if we do win it, it comes down to the last play of the game or the last drive of a game. That's if we can win the game. This guy, this has been going on last year. It's going on this year, and there's there's no improvement. You got a defense that I'll tell you what, and, and, and let me say this about, about our defense. I know they're all going to say, yeah, we're sticking together. We love each other. We hug. We're all brothers. We're we got each that. other's back. I, yeah, we got, yeah, I got your back. You got my back. Everybody's got everybody's back, liars. Well, they don't because they're looking at a quarterback that shouldn't be out on the field. Now, the tough part is. That's sure. Guys, that's for sure. Let's just call it what it is. Um, who is their quarterback? So. Here's the defense. Here's the team. You saw uh, Anthony Miller throw his helmet down in the third quarter, and it you know it shatters all over the sideline. And they, you know, Tony Medlin, bless his heart, is working his his tail off to fix the helmet. But that tells you that you've lost a lot of your players because you continue to run out a guy that has no business being a starter in the National Football League. And you could see it, and you see it every week. And unfortunately, you know, uh, but look, or actually fortunately, he played a really good second half because he threw a couple of passes. But at crunch time again, when they had the momentum, you know, they had a three and out, and he overthrew a guy. And, and uh, you know, the, he, why are you throwing it to Adam Shaheen? Uh, again, I, I don't get it. I don't get the matchups. Uh, you could say what you want about the Eagles in that last drive. What they did do is they put their best players by movements against the weakest players on our defense, and that's how they were able to keep to stay on the field. Well, the play, guy making the calls, Glenn, is nagging. Yeah, the tight, ends, the tight ends were able to get open with mismatches, and that's why they were able to continue to move down the field. Well, the, the play to Shaheen, too, should have been picked off, and that was just a t- terribly designed play. Uh, but to what you're saying, Kaz, I'm curious your guys' thoughts on this. Look, they, they jumped... Offsides four times today which, in the first half in the, by the defensive line, right? Yeah. And they and they picked up personal fouls on plays where guys were two, three yards out of bounds. There's the discipline horrendous, and, and but that, that happens because as you get frustrated as a player because you don't feel like there's any hope. You're thinking, hey, unless we turn the ball over or get a pick and score a touchdown, and, and you know the defense. That's hard to do. Anybody will tell you that. That's not how you score points in the NFL. It's great when you can on defense, but it's hard to do. So you, this is, you call it lack of discipline. I call it frustration and guys that are starting to say, what are we doing and why are we doing it, right? I mean, that's human nature. We, we all want to win. Everybody wants to be the best. Everybody wants to do that. But frustration at some point sets in and you act like a fool. It hey. happens. The bottom line is this. Four quarters of football, okay? And th- there's all kinds of different offensive sets and, and schemes that are out there that if you're behind by 10 points and so much time is left, this is the kind of offense we're going to run against our opponent. We're going to do all this, okay? But my, for heaven's sakes, in four quarters, I, I, I can't get over it. 164 yeah, yards 
at this state, at this time, at this level of football, that, that that's not even the word acceptable. It doesn't even come into play. Now you're looking at how dumb is dumb. And I mean nine that from the way I know about this I mean, game. You don't have to say anymore. I mean, nine yards at halftime. It, it, okay, okay, but but again, we're talking about the team. How can it not lose heart? How can it not lose its composure and conviction? It's going to get worse. Big but wait man. a minute. Hey, we're on the goal line. What is it? First and goal, and we put in our five foot five uh, inch running back to run a dive play, and he gets you know bitch slapped off the line of scrimmage. Number two, yeah. the coach not going for two when he needed to. When the points was 19, you need to get to eight and eight. Stupidity. It's stupid. Now, what about this? Your safety, your all-pro safety gets run over in the hole on third down and, and, and gives up a first down. What about this? As, as you just said, your defensive line's jumping off sides, giving them second and five or first and five. Four different times in the first half. So now what we're talking about, and we don't take any joy in this, folks, but we're starting to see the foundation crumble, the things that you count on players to do correctly time and time and time again. Now you're seeing these parts of the game pop up and and, and crumble right in front of our eyes. The thing is, this is the eighth game. Okay, we're going backwards, guys. We, we're not advancing. From quarter to quarter, half to half, game to game. We're not going forward in the passing game. We're not going backwards in the running game. Why? Take a look at the, the excuse me, the statistics. There, I mean, my God, I, where do you go from here? What do you do? If this keeps going on and he keeps playing Trubisky and we keep putting up these kinds of numbers, when we got a lot, we got eight more games to go and we keep doing this, well, are we going to lose the Bear fans? Is George McCaskey going to let that happen? Because if it is, it's going to go from week to week to week. Us losing, but losing terribly. You think George McCaskey will let this go on? I have, that's a question I got asked. I, I, how about I this? Hey, I, get, cost, honestly, cost. I, I think if, if this team collapses this year and it falls apart, like it looks like, because, you know, look, they have injuries. They, they don't. Who do you bring in to play quarterback? What are you going to do? Who's your playmakers? Actually, you probably do have some playmakers, but you don't have a guy that can pull the trigger and throw it to the open receivers. I mean, a lot of, you know, a a blitz is coming. Dan, an NFL quarterback reads the blitz and he gets rid of the ball quickly. Our guy catches the ball and has no clue that the blitz is coming and and he gives up a sack. It's embarrassing. And then panics. Okay, but think about this. Just think about this. Talking about losing the team. Think how fortunate they were they weren't at home today could you imagine the boo birds at soldier field there's not an earplug that you could find that could you know stop the boos after that offense would have played like that at home could you imagine i mean it would have been it would uh, that somebody would have set fire to the stadium i mean it would have been that bad you mean the two hundred fans left in the stadium? You know, by whoever's then? left. You know, I, you know what I just I just said. I'll tell you what. You listen. It, I don't see anything of these guys after this game today of, of of reversing this downfall we're in, and especially the teams we're going to play. And what I just mentioned, ownership's going to step in here sooner or later. You, they can't let this go on from week to week to week. And by the way, by the way, paying guys. Twenty-three point five million, 
12 million, 10 million, 8 million, 7 million to play 16 games and we run for 64 yards and pass for 102 yards and they're not open for criticism. The coaching, they're not open for criticism. Give me a break. Well, they, yeah, they, they, it's, it's embarrassing. And, but I, I'm telling you guys, it starts with the general manager, and he's made these decisions, and he has put the Bears in this position. And, you know, he's got he's to gotta take responsibility for There's it. There's no question where it all goes. Right. But I, I, just, I just don't see, unless somebody has a, a magic wand that you wave over everything, it, part of this is just lack of talent on offense. It just is. But more, no, but see, it's, it's not lack of talent. It's a lack of preparation and game plan. And it reminds me, an old wise man once told me, Nagy's the type of guy that studies everything and learns nothing. When we come back here, just to Kaz's point, we can just do a quick refresher on who and where Ryan Pace is drafted when you go all the way back to 2015. It's just, it's, it's not a We're going to get to the calls, too. And we'll get to your calls as well. Hampton will be with Kaz with you till 6 o'clock on 720 WGN. For 34 years and watching stupidity prevail. I'll say it again, watching stupidity prevail. That's what you saw today, the week before, the week before, the year before, the year before. This is Chicago, for God's sakes. The footing and the foundation of the National Football League. Get rid of some of these imbeciles. That's the first time we've turned around OB that quick. I like it. Good work, Rick Easer and company. Hamp will be in cause with you. Till 6 o'clock, sponsored by Chicago Land and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. All right. Trust me, the Chevy runs a lot smoother than this offense <laughs> ever dreams about. All right, let me just, to Kaz's point, he's, he's hammering on, on Ryan Pace, and rightfully so when you look back at the drafts. 2015 is first draft Hampo. Kevin White. Not with the team. The only guy that's left with the team from 2005 is Eddie Goldman. Hronis Gersu, Jeremy Langford, Adrian Amos, Tyu Favalusia, all gone. You go to 2016. Okay, now we're getting a little closer. Leonard Floyd. He'd be a great third-round pick. He was your first-round pick. Cody Whitehair was a nice pick in the second round. Jonathan... But he moved up to get okay. Leonard, too. Okay. Jonathan Bullard. Gone. Nick Kwiatkowski, backup. Deion Bush, inactive today. DeAndre Hall, nowhere. Jordan Howard, played for the Eagles today. And Braverman and DeAndre Houston Carson. Okay. You're 2017. Mitchell Trubisky, that's an F. Adam Shaheen, F. Eddie Jackson, great pick. Tariq Cohn, good pick. Jordan Morgan, never heard from him. Uh, and and now, now let's go 2018. Roquan Smith. I've never seen a player, well, I don't to say that, but... Going in the wrong direction. Yep. Uh, James Daniels was a good pick. Anthony Miller looked great last year. Pretty much not available at all this year, or very rarely. Joel Ewey Bunier, rare. Bilal Nichols has made some plays. Kylie Fitz, Javon Wims is for a seventh round pick. Okay. But there's just, there, and then last year you didn't have a first round pick because you traded for Khalil Mack, which made sense. But David Montgomery, Riley Ridley, Duke Shelley, you could have drafted Gardner Minshew with the fourth and or sixth round pick, and you'd be looking like a genius right now. You didn't do it. Kareth White, St- St- Stephen Denmark, okay, nothing. So it's it's not good. Essentially, yeah, it, it, that's what it all starts with. And, you know, Dan, I'm sorry for interrupting, and I'll, I'll let you finish. But just the thought is great GMs have a plan and the plan is that you bring in your managers, right, if you're just talking in business in general, and then your managers, which are your head coach and offensive coordinators, then hire quality, talented people and let them do their job. 
and we've done none of those things. And that, that starts with the GM. It, it is truly hard to believe that this offense could be this bad at this point and stage in the game unless you kind of look at the facts. You know, you got an inexperienced quarterback that needs every snap. And we, we, you know, when the fans, you know, were calling in saying, oh, yeah, you're making a big deal out of the preseason. If there's ever been a player on planet Earth that needs preseason work, it's this kid, hand warmers. And you know what? Year after year, now, he doesn't not only not play in the preseason, they almost like laugh at people, you know, that expect him to work hard in training camp in the, the the successive weeks of the preseason and work on things that you can build on once the season starts. And again, back to the two-point conversion. A lot of that is because they have no confidence in the quarterback being able to make that split-second decision and get the ball delivered to whoever might be open. Now, back to your uh, draft analysis, and we're talking about Roquan Smith going backwards. There's a reason why the Eagles were so good on third down. Well, they were targeting their two tight ends, Zach Ernst and, and Goddard. They were targeted 16 times. They come up with 13 catches for 140 yards and one touchdown by Zach Ernst. But that falls on the linebackers having to be able to cover them, and obviously they were they were missing an edge. And it absolutely killed them on the last drive. Yep. Killed them. When we needed it, it wasn't there. And they made it. They did. You know, listen, they they had real um, coordinators and uh, offensive coaches that figured out how to create those bad mismatches and clearly take advantage because every team has that one guy or a a starter that's down and you try to get, you know, listen, why are the the Patriots successful? They they just attack your weakness and they take away your strength and they, they let the chips fall where they may, but they do it really well week to week and how they draft they're always drafting late, yet they seem to find these guys out of nowhere and they play their system, their style, and they win. So it really is about management. It's about your general manager and who he brings in to lead the team. And that's what we're seeing now. Kazi, before you go, give us your most positive Glenn Kozlowski moment that you thought, wow, that was impressive today. Um, Glenn, whatever you say, I'm not going to believe you. I, I, <laughs> I, I figured I'd put you on the spot. Whatever you say, I don't believe I, a word. I was looking, searching. I was trying to think, okay, what? what's something positive that I can say? And the only thing I can say is just some of my dear friends, Dan Hughes and, and some of the guys that I work with, were out in Philadelphia there cheering for the Bears. That was the only positive I could come out with, is that, hey, a lot of people went out to Philly today to watch them play. They let them down. But, I, I mean, there just wasn't one. When you, when you get nine yards on offense in the first half, and you're only down 12 nothing. I suppose that's a positive because that means your defense did just enough to keep you in the game. But, I mean, it was nine yards. And, what, you know, part of it, the one first down was a penalty, I think, on roughing the passer, right? Well, you better believe Mr. Arena is going to be barking in the uh, post game about, oh, we never quit. We never gave up. Of course. Uh, well, down, hey, you're down 19 nothing, and you matter. came back, though. You got to – hey – I didn't expect them to get back in the game, but they did. Hey, congratulations on that. Get the participation ribbon out, Kaz. Yeah, and you get you know you get a green. I think it's a green ribbon that you win. So uh, probably you also have everybody line up, and you get orange uh, orange slices and a juice bar. Big deal. I mean, come on, it's it's the NFL. It's the pros. 
there wasn't a positive mark. I wish I could find one. I, I, I just can't. And, you know, even across the special teams, everything, there, there was nothing that they did well today, and this was a complete group failure. The negative. The board, meaning uh, coaches, players, everybody together had a little hand in this, and it, it starts with how they practice and how they approach things. Kazi, we'll talk to you next week, my brother. All right? You got it. All right, Glenn, See Kazi. you guys. Bye, we'll, Glenn. <laughs> hopefully it gets better. Kaz checking in as the Bears will move on to come on home to play the Lions next week. Your call's coming up after the 4 o'clock news. Bears lose to the Eagles. Hang tw- in there, callers. 22-14. We'll get to you right after the news on 720 WGN. Man up about hey, it. Put the ether can down for a second. It's the Chevy Hampton OB Show with Kaz. And it's brought to you by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN Radio. One hour down, two to go. Four o'clock hour, Hamp OB and Kaz with you till six o'clock. We are sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. The Bears are three and five as they lose to the Eagles 22-14. Yes, OB, we will get to the calls in one second, but you, my friend, need to grade the Bears secondary. How was the coverage today? It's sponsored by PPG Paints. For the best coverage, Chicagoland Painters pick PPG. B. Who's calling you, I'll OB? say it's a B. Mukamara gets an A, but uh, the rest of them a C. And, uh, you know, Wentz was able to... Uh, you know, go for 239 yards, so they weren't super. The first touchdown, Zach Ertz cracked into Kyle Fuller. And Fuller, maybe it was the second touchdown. Regardless, on one of the touchdown plays today, as my mind's not all clear, he cracked into his face. Fuller's complaining to the referee, can't get the call. I thought Kyle Fuller had an argument right there. I mean... No, you know, no. Tight end has the opportunity to release and and fight away from him, and that was just you know he was a lot bigger. You're going, you can't impede his route. So you're going good physical football. Yeah. All right, I, I mean to the right to the face mask, but okay. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Mike and Rockford, thanks for your patience. Welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Uh, here we go again, right? Um, listen, I grew up in Chicago area and I had to move out to the armpit of Illinois up in Rockford here. But I'm so sick and tired of being surrounded by these Packer fans up here, and I do a lot of sales work in southern Wisconsin. It's disgusting. Since Brett Favre came in the league since 1993, they've owned our ass for a long time. Excuse me, I didn't mean to swear. But uh, they've owned us. And, uh, you know, I, I'm tired of it, guys. I'm tired of being a... You know, oh, we got to get there. We don't. But guys, the, let me tell you something. The 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 uh, what they say, you got to kill a weed. You got to get the roots, right? And we're all talking about Ryan Pace. Well, why don't we go back and look at the last good GM we had, which was Venisi? Why why is it that the Bears ownership? It's the ownership, guys. I mean, can they please sell the team to somebody who cares? Because I look at the two other teams in Chicago when the Ricketts took over from the Tribune. What did they do? They got the, the Cubs to, yeah, granted, we won one World Series in 108 years, but they made the postseason, I think, five or six seasons. They won the division, I think, five times with that, with Ricketts. What he did, he brought in, you know, uh, the guys that they needed to bring in to win a championship. Look at Rocky Wirtz. He took over after his father passed away. He put the games back on TV for free. He brought the players in here, Kane and Pays, and all the guys that it took to win a championship. Because you need a change. This, the, you guys, uh, you guys, you know, Hamp OB, you guys all know, you've been part of this family with the Bears. It's The McCaskies have no idea what they're doing. We hear all these rumors when they get rid of a coach or a, 
or a GM, well, we're going to bring in some, some football experts. We're going to pay them. We're going to pay a company to tell us what we need to do. This is ridiculous. You look at the Green Bay Packers, it makes me sick to my stomach. You know, George Hallis founded the league, and we got to have this for as a joke because they, they're better than the Bears are now, and they're, we're the laughing stock of, of Illinois. All right, Mike, um, we, we, we got it, we got it, we got it, we got it. I appreciate the phone call, and you're spot on on a bunch of stuff that you just said. The biggest thing that I would personally disagree with, the Bears owners, the McCaskies, they want to win. There's no lack of wanting. They just don't know what they're doing, and they've proven it time and time and time again. And that's how I see it. Well, you know, you think about this, and it's a dis- dysfunction, and it's a lack of experience. Now, think about Pace. He was a scout. And so George McKeskey thinks he's going to, you know, strike gold and reach into the box and pull out the golden goose. Well, Pace was not in a position where he was competent enough, especially look at his first-round picks. They're, they're just abysmal. Then Pace selects Nagy. Nagy, what did he He was a, a play caller in Kansas City for the last six games of the season. The last six games. So he was totally inexperienced as a, as a play caller and now as a head coach. And what do they do? They draft an inexperienced, incapable quarterback that only started 13 games who was completely unprepared for the NFL. And going above that, George, he sold tickets. He became the president because his brother was so incompetent. And then, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And experience, the old saying about experience is, is after you make mistakes, you learn the right way. Well, these guys had not been in the position to make those mistakes and learn from it. So now we are the brunt of the mistakes. That was a great summation right there. And you just thinking about the way you just put it, Ham, you would think that when you're drafting a quarterback, you know what, maybe we should get somebody with a lot of experience here who could perhaps cover up some of our non-experience, our inexperience. And there's this guy over here by the name of Deshaun Watson who's got a ton of experience winning huge games and, and putting up tremendous numbers. But no, we're going to go with another inexperienced guy as the quarterback who's, who we think we can assemble his parts into a Cadillac. An inexperienced president picks an inexperienced GM who picks an inexperienced coach who picks an inexperienced quarterback. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and think about this, you know, and it's real comfort zone up in, in, in Hallis Hall, folks. And that's part of the reason why there was no panic when now they're three and four with a must win elimination game this week in Philadelphia. They want to act like, oh, no, everything's fine and everything's cool. And, you know, we're on to uh, Philly. And all I know about a comfort zone is it's a real lovely place, but nothing ever grows there. All right. Uh, let me just jump in here a second. Okay. It, fine with the McCaskies and Pace, who's the general manager, but we got to deal with the problem that's at hand, and that's Nagy. And you go back, folks, if you got some tapes or, or whatever you want to call it, look, just look at the game plan for the first eight games. It is beyond pathetic, folks, and that's just the fact. This Nagy can't run, he can't hide, it's all on him. My God, how do you run and pass against a team that's four and four for 164 yards? How do you run for 64 yards with guys on the offensive line making millions of dollars, the running backs making millions, a quarterback making millions, and you go to the defensive side of the ball, you want to talk about money, it's unbelievable. So... I don't want to hear excuses. There are no excuses. You've had nine months to get ready for this. 
Nagy, nine months. And look at what the hell you're doing with these kids. They, I'll tell you what you're teaching them. You're teaching them nothing. Because what they do out there is nothing. And what backs that up? It's the stats that back it up after 60 minutes of football after the eighth game. And all it does is show your damn stupidity. Let's think about this in a microcosm. The last drive last week against the the, uh, the L.A. Chargers, we basically attempt a field goal with a rookie kicker from the wrong hash mark after refusing to try to run at least two more plays to close you know close the the gap to get closer and not only do we not kick from the conventional 7 yards deep for whatever reason we kicked the ball from 9 yards which only increased the amount of time for the ball to be able to hook and go out of the uprights those were like a microcosm right there of a uh, of a head coach that does not know how to seize the moment. There you go. That's perfect, Danny. That's perfect. And that's what we're going to get for the next eight games, folks. It's interesting, too, by the way. Last week on the entire show, we really did not talk a whole lot about the right hash, left hash, the kick period it was it was so many other things and then that became a huge talking point of course because it matters a little means a lot what about the special teams coach and what, what is he, he doing he was defending himself is what he was doing and remember the the new orleans saint game we were in that game it was a close game until we get a punt blocked now what are you doing up there every day in practice and the the saints they basically just ran a, a straight man rush. I mean, these are things that you work on the first week in, in training camp. And Not you, this team. Evidently, they don't. So, again, it starts at the top. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Dave in Florida has been waiting for an hour. What's up, Dave? Welcome to WGN. Thanks for your patience. Hey, guys. Uh, I, I'm thank, thankful to be on with such great guys. Uh, I'm a Bears fan, lifelong. And I just want to give you one stat. That really bugs the crap out of me. The Bears' offense during these eight games have averaged eight points in the first half. They've scored a total of 66 points. 28 of those points came against the Redskins. Any coach worth his while in the NFL would not have those stats in the first half. We're not even coming in prepared for the game, let alone the first half or the second half. Dave? That's Thanks, Dave. Not only this year, Dave. And by the way, great call, buddy. You know, I tell you, the people that listen here, Danny called. They're they're great. You know, I know some of the Bear coaches don't think that they're smart people, but they are very smart. But boy, I'll tell you what, it, it it's 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 amazing to me of of how far dumb goes with this coaching staff. And I'm serious, and I'm dead serious. You can't make this stuff up. From game to game, quarter to quarter, half to half, my God, what do we? What was it? Nine yards we made it total in the first half today. Nine, nine yards, folks. Nine That's times running and passing against a four and four team. Nine yards, and this is after the head coach 
has the ingenious idea of telling his quarterback, oh, watch the game feed so you can watch your body language and see oh how you – I mean, this – this it's comical. This is a Saturday Night Live skit. Possession or two more to get back in the game, but we don't do, have any urgency. We sit around in a lethargic manner just letting the clock burn while we're down 19 nothing, then 19-7, then 19-14, and we never had a sense of urgency at some point – it has to be hung on you-know-who's bald head. Taking down the hairline, too. It's, it's ruthless in here today. Speaking- There's nobody going to get a break today. <laughs> nobody. Let's go to the callers. All right, give me just one second, OB, because, you know, Hamp just brought up lethargic, and i got to be honest, I was a little lethargic today after eating Bartolini's. I crushed the chicken, I crushed the meatballs, I crushed the pasta. Their chicken is unbelievable. Their chicken is unbelievable. They're located 144th in Pulaski and Midlothian, and they're offering catering and banquets 24 hours a day. You want to go late night, have it happen, do it with Bartolini's. The phone number, 708-396-2333. The Eagles look good, but the chicken there is so... The Eagles were okay today. Today, but the chicken today was spectacular. It was a spectacular chicken. I even ate the skin, which I normally don't do. It was so tasty, I couldn't help myself. Danny in Football Downers Grove. Was the buffet. Danny, Dave, what's up, man? You You're on the radio, yeah, Danny. Danny Pulaski, Downers Grove. Listen, <laughs> the best thing that came out of this game today was probably the buffet. The buffet, huh? In the back room. Yeah, because I'll tell you what. Huh? Who? What? What's? What team doesn't score or run for nine yards, OB? I'm not. Listen to me. I Nine yards the first half? Was that what it was? Total. That was their total yardage. Nine yards. Danny, you are spot on, my friend. It is, it is hard to do. I mean, if you put a high school team out there, they would only gain but nine again, less Dan, yards. Total yards, running and passing, nine yards. You know, one of our callers from before was talking about the Packers, right? And I'm thinking back to a time when we used to beat the Green Bay Packers. There was a time. <laughs> just, there was a time. I'm, I'm just rem- I'm remembering back. And then, I'm, I mean, Don Mikowski happened. That was like the one time in that time that it, it, it didn't go the way of the bear. It, was not even, it wasn't even a rivalry. And then it hasn't been a rivalry for a long, long time. All right, Chip. And of course, there was a Brett Favre and an Aaron Rodgers, and who have we had? Let's get uh, Chip and Glenview on 720 WGN. Go ahead, Chip. Hey, guys. Uh, I promise I'm not even going to get uh, angry anymore. This is no longer about Trubisky. This is about the draft record of one GM, Ryan Pace. And the fact, you let him hire the new head coach who was not qualified to be a head coach in the NFL. My question for George McCaskey, who I know wants to win, he's not going to sell the team, so I wish people would stop talking about that. My question for him is, how are you going to sleep on this and then walk into your office tomorrow and not have it in your mind that you're going to make a coaching change? Because you have to make a coaching change. You, firing the GM is one thing. I would want him to do that, too, but let's be real. The fact you are not going to – if you don't walk in there tomorrow and say, look, our fans are demanding this, it isn't working – We've got to make a coaching change. We're going to name an interim coach. You're going to name anybody coach. This guy had his chance. I told you after that first Packer game he coached in, he was in over his head. They lost that game because of his coaching. That was his rookie year. 
first game of the year, he lost the game because he didn't run a Jordan Howard and run out the clock. You know, you have to make a coaching change. This is the NFL. When you look this bad, you have to make a coaching change. This isn't one game. This has been going on. All right, Chip, we got you. I don't want to snip you, but I think you're going to go on for another three days. We got it. You want a coaching change. Look, George McCaskey's head's got to be spinning. The, the, the dude won the NFL head coach of the year last year. They were 12-4. and four. In their minds, they were a field. How about Andy Reid? How about McVay? With the Rams, how about the rest of those coaches? Let's get real about this, will you? But they're not going to make a coaching change. There's, there's no way they're they're thinking that way. They signed him to a five-year I, I, I deal. Tell you what, they're you, not changing. The only way where you might see it, yeah, if everything goes down under after today and the rest of it, rest the last half of the season, if it all goes down, you can't keep Nagy here. You kidding me? The city of Chicago. These fans will they'll go crazy. I mean, every, he would have to go. But okay, to Ham's point, Obi, he, they signed him to a five-year deal. The the players this week could not stop saying nice things about him, probably because he is so sweet. What to them the to, hell do you think the players are going to say about the head coach? Boy, you're a really stupid. You don't know what you're doing. Bang, you're gone. There, come on, Mark. So you, they're going to say mm. he's a great coach. He's a great guy. He's a players' guy. Players' coach. He's this. He's that. No, he's not. No, he's not. I don't think he's lost the locker room, though. I, if he, well, if he, I tell you what, if he hasn't lost it, it's damn close to it, my friend. Now that would be interesting. If and, and if they did lose the locker room, it would probably be because you know that everyone's staring around. Hey, when are you going to make a move with the quarterback? That's one way you would lose it. Here, here, here's the bottom line: you've lost four straight games, four, and you were. I looked at the odds to win the Super Bowl uh, preseason. Yeah, New England, and I think it was New Orleans were the two favorites at like uh, five to one, and we were like right there, six to one with uh, a bunch of other teams, Kansas City, a few others. And now we lose four games, and it, we're just at the halfway mark of the season. Think about that. That is that that's incomprehensible to see how bad this thing has been handled, and it all starts and ends in his lap. Let's go to the next caller. All right, uh, let's see. Tom, be quick here on the northwest side. Welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hi, fellas. Uh, always a pleasure hearing you every uh, even though in bad uh, circumstances. What's your best point, Tom? Go ahead. Jordan Howard was a big mistake. All these coaches since uh, Levy Smith have been a mistake. Uh, and you could see with all the... Uh, the stuff that's happened, 40 minutes that Philadelphia had the ball, we only had the ball for 19 minutes. Yep. Okay? Tom, good, good points here. Uh, Jordan Howard today, 19 carries, 82 yards. He ran hard. He got in the end zone. Over- it was almost predictable, though. You know, and, and come on, let's be real. We all, uh, nobody here in this room was, was happy when we heard about Jordan Howard not being re-signed. And at the end of the day, you, 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 you know, you can't get better by getting rid of good players. He's a good player. We could have used that draft pick on somebody else. Right. I mean, to, to give him up for a sixth-round pick, I didn't get it. If you were going to get a third-rounder, okay. Sixth-round pick. I mean, come on. Make Sundays your official night to tour the city, SOB. I told you, pace is stupid. <laughs> I told you that. <laughs> yes, you did. Well, the reason he wasn't signed is because Nagy said he didn't fit the offense. Right. That's the other thing. That's which, the whole thing. Which is another oh, thing. Oh, he didn't fit it. Why? Uh, why? Let me finish. 
I'll change her from stupid <laughs> to dumb and dumber. Well, I just don't get. You're a coach. You take the talent that you're given. You make the best out of it. Doesn't shouldn't have to fit in a system perfectly. And he, where has he earned the right? Where this is my great system that I got uh, that I should get the players that fit in it. He hasn't earned well, that. Wait a minute. The great He's, coaches turn hey. the pl- the system into what the players can operate in. Hey. From from last year to this year, everything was roses, peaches, sugar. We're gonna win. It's Ice Super cream. Bowl. It's what everything. Yep. We're the laugh of the league. Is what we are. The biggest disappointment in the NFL right now. Make Sundays your official night. To tour of the city watch chicago's best at 10 p.m stick around for the latest in shopping entertainment and events on see chicago at 10 30 p.m on wgn tv news extremely sloppy <laughs> um i don't know the exact i don't know how many drives there were in there but i feel like a lot of them were uh negative plays on first down so the next play that occurs it's second and 15 it's first and 20 with a penalty first and 10 just just uh just you if you think you're going to do that coming into a, a, a place like this with the defense that they have with that front line, um, you're you're uh, you're not going to be in good shape, and that's what happened. And the results showed it. Seven twenty WGN Hample B and Cos till six o'clock tonight. My name is Mark Harmon. The Bears lost to the Eagles twenty two fourteen. It's a video of OB on Twitter at the Carm that's getting some love. They love you, OB. Just so, <laughs> just just know that, buddy. That's it. Holder callers, hang in there. <laughs> we'll get to the calls in a second. Yes, hang we in, will. hang in there, Mike, Brian, Mark, Mike, John, everybody else out there. We'll get to you. Uh, but our guy Adam Hogue at Lincoln Financial Field joining us right now after the Bears loss. Uh, Hoagie. This was uh, one the Bears obviously needed. They didn't get it. Um, and Hamp and I talked about this earlier. Uh, when it happened, I was, I was sitting with him, and then we brought it up on the air as well, and you mentioned to me in a text, the Bears make it a 19-6 game. You go for two, you get another touchdown. Now you got a field goal. You could tie the game. They don't do it. Was I, I know that this confused you as well, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, these going for two situations can be confusing. That's why most coaches have a chart. Um, most charts I know of, though, have you going for two in that situation when you're down 13 to make it an 11-point game. Because an 11-point game means touchdown, 2.8 plus a field goal makes it 11. So, um, it does increase your win probability. And as we ended up seeing, you know, if the Bears, the Bears did score a second touchdown, and had they gone for two on that one and gotten it, then when they got the ball at the end, it, they, all they would have needed was a field goal. Now this, to be honest, ended up not mattering uh, because Adam Shaheen muffed the, the ball at the end of the game and they didn't even get the ball. And we're also assuming the Bears are going to convert to two-point conversions, which given their offense and where it's at right now, probably is a stretch anyway. Matt Nagy's explanation after the game was simply that it was too early. It was the middle of the third quarter. Most of these coaches, for whatever reason, don't start thinking about these things until the fourth quarter instead of the third. I thought, given how the Bears' offense was moving the football, you got to start thinking about it immediately. Uh, but whatever, that's the explanation from the head coach. I mean, this is basic stuff in my mind. It, you shouldn't need a mathematician or a statistics major from Harvard in there to figure out, you know what? That, okay, yeah. I mean, come on. Is, you're a head coach of the National Football League. If you don't understand it, then get a guy on the sidelines that does. Uh, what, 
what you also wanted to talk about the third down throw to Adam Shaheen, where it was a weird play action play. Uh, Trubisky didn't have much of a shot. He, that ball should have really been picked off. He was. I've never seen a quarterback, by the way, throw more balls that should have been picked off. It's incredible. But what was your take on that particular play? Yeah, so uh, I guess in hindsight, Trubisky said, because uh, I asked him about the specific play, I was confused by it. Um, you know, a defense isn't really going to bite on a play action right. on third and nine or third and eight or whatever it was. Um, and then to just throw it short to Adam Shaheen. And actually, guys, what was the, an advantageous matchup for him, he's huge against a much smaller corner in Avante Maddox. But getting the ball at the line of scrimmage right. uh, it isn't the uh, – it isn't really going to accomplish anything when you're trying to get a first down. So uh, basically what Trubisky ended up saying there is he actually should have moved himself into the shotgun instead of under center. And uh, then he was looking for Taylor Gabriel downfield. Gabriel was covered and he thought Adam Shaheen was open. Obviously he wasn't. So again, what we're seeing here is a situation where uh, basically I think this was on the quarterback, not making the right decisions. However, I don't know, aren't we learning here in these last few weeks that I think Nagy needs to take more and more of these decisions away from his quarterback and just put put him in situations where all he's got to think about is making simple reads and not having to diagnose an entire defense. Well, it, w- it would obviously be more fruitful, but let's let's just talk for a second about the com- complete ineptitude of the offense. Is essentially, I don't know what it was, zero, you know, five yards total offense, in the first half, Nine. and it, con- the continual, uh, you know, insistence on on throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage. You know, Jim Swanson, the defensive coordinator, has has got to be laughing inside, thinking, you know, I'm I'm going to you know, cover one and playing man, and I know this quarterback is too scared to throw the ball down the field. Then all we do is drop off, come up, and uh, you know. Brad, the uh, the running back or a receiver on a on a speed screen or whoever catches that ball behind the line of scrimmage, and then uh, it's second and ten, and then third and nine. So uh, at some point, Ob and I are 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 just bewildered why we have no no a sense of urgency about trying to make defenses scared by throwing the ball down the field. And I know, okay, your quarterback's bad, he can't throw it. But, hey, at least you have a chance, at least in the third quarter, he threw the ball down the field on a bootleg, by the way, a little bootleg to the right and threw back to Taylor Gabriel for 53 yards. So at some point, when the hell is this game plan that we're able to to – kind of be dominant on offense rather than subservient. This is all on Nagy. Let me tell you something. Let me just jump in here a second. No. Listen. Nagy is the guy. He's the head coach. He's the offensive coordinator. He's the one calling the plays. Now what happens, usually your quality control guys go back the last three games of who you're going to play, and they put all the stats, running and passing, from whatever yard line, from whatever down and distance it is. He has all the information, and he puts it right in front of him. He was the coach of the year last year. Trubisky's his quarterback. We won 12 games last year. We're going forward. There are no excuses for Trubisky. There's no excuses for Nagy. None! None for these guys to come up with such a pathetic game plan, and I refuse to hear any excuse 
or even accept any kind of an excuse. Not at this time, not in this game. This is bad. This is really bad, guys. When you gotta, when you gotta make special things, uh, things happen, special runs, plays because you got a quarterback that is inept and is dumb and is inaccurate thrower. Come on, guys. Go at it, Adam. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not excuses. It's just explanations. I mean, you can't move a football when you keep putting yourself behind the change. Uh, you know, first drive of the game, first first down, they pick up four yards. Okay, great, you're going somewhere. Then second down, minus three yards, just like that. Second drive of the game, Trubisky sacked on the first play. Uh, and I think that was the play where he had Allen Robinson open and just didn't make the throw for whatever reason. And he was sacked. The next drive after that, uh, you got an offensive holding penalty on the first play of the drive. You go to the next drive after that, you have Adam Shaheen's false start, first play of the drive. I mean, it was just complete ineptitude across the board uh, on, to start all of these drives. And you put them behind the chains, and you've already seen a million times with this offense that if they're not on schedule, uh, the quarterback can't bail you out of it. So uh, it, it was just a, you know, a complete disaster offensively. I've never seen anything like it uh, covering the Bears. I was trying to think of any other comparable game where they were so inept in the, in the first half. Uh, and all I could think about was a game a few years ago where Jimmy Clausen started at Seattle and the Bears lost 26 to nothing. But even in that game, they managed 109 yards in the first half and six first downs. So even that was better than this performance today. And it was just a hole they couldn't dig out of. You don't think there's any changes coming, do you? Mainly with the quarterback is what I'm asking, I guess? Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree yeah. with you, Adam, because I'll tell you what. If, 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 if he admitted that, if Nagy made that move, and let's say he didn't, he didn't talk to Pace about it, but I'm sure he would if that move was ever made, that would be, you talk about <laughs> all hell going loose. If they set him and they put in Chase Daniel for what they gave up and all the moves they made to get this kid. Oh, my God, how would you answer that after whatever game that would be if they did that? It would get real ugly. And for the record, by the way, and I know that people don't want to hear it per se, but he did play better in the second half. There were spots. There were spots. And again, I mean, they didn't completely curl up in a ball. They they came back, scored two touchdowns. But here's the thing: there was no there was no fumbles, no interceptions in the entire ball game. But that being said, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And you know, sometimes fate you know favors you being courageous. I think he's just so scared the kid will throw a bad ball that now we're throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Everybody in the league knows it. It's just, you know, clamp down. Well, gentlemen, I respect you both, but I tell you, talking about the second half, there was nothing respectable out there, okay? Because when you go in four quarters of football today in the eighth damn game in the National Football League against a 4-4 and team, and you compile 164 yards total running and passing, and you lose the game because the other team scored more points than you, it's bad, guys. There's no way you could put cream, a cherry on top, or whatever. It's bad. It was bad last week, the week before, and it was super bad today because why? We were playing a 4-4 four four team, and this is a team that we could have taken down. And what do we put up? 
nine total yards the first half, and 164 total for four quarters. I'm not giving those guys any slack at all. You kidding me? It was pathetic. Adam, uh, before you go, can you talk about uh, if you learn anything about the last drive where the Eagles kept the ball for eight plus minutes and you know won the game? When if you get out the field, they you know I don't know if the Bears are going down to score, but I would have loved to have seen Trubisky and company get an opportunity to do it. Yeah, right. I mean, and you're thinking at that point. Um, because I don't think it's a coincidence, guys. The defense started playing better once the offense started moving the football. Uh, it was starting to get ugly there defensively, too. But, um, you know, it, it's that complimentary football. All of a sudden, the offense starts moving the ball. Defense starts playing better. So you're thinking, all right, you know, there's still 8.48 left in the game when the Bears punted the ball away. You're definitely thinking they're going to get it back again. But the Bears just couldn't get off the field on third down. And i got to say, Doug Peterson just – punked Chuck Pagano on the on those third down plays throughout the drive. Uh, Danny Trevathan did take responsibility for that third and 12, that little short pass off the Miles Sanders. He said he had bad eyes on that play. Sanders ended up picking up 15 yards. Then they ran that little tunnel screen to the tight end. Goddard. Uh, and, yep, to Goddard. And then before that, they also had the nice pick play to Zach Ertz, which is you know hard to defend. So, you know, it came down to play calls, I thought. Um, the kind of play calls and execution the Bears aren't necessarily getting on their side of the football when they're on offense. And, uh, you know, the Bears just couldn't get it done. And then that disaster on special teams there at the end of the game. I don't – I mean, you just got to fall on that ball. It probably was too little too late anyway, but what a way for that game to end. Hey, Adam, you know, we sit here and talk. And, and, and Dan brought this up again in, in in the first half and in the second half. And I got to tell you something. I mentioned last week or the week before. Why you don't bootleg him out, sprint him out, naked bootlegs? Get the kid out. He's not a he's not a pocket passer. He's just not. Okay. Here's the other thing. Do you watch how lethargic we are on offense? Does Nagy, has he ever heard of a hurry-up offense where you just, everybody goes to the line of scrimmage, you call a play into the quarterback, get set, let's go, bang, next play. Come on, let's get down, let's go, let's hit him hard. Bang, 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 bang. You watch us? We get in the huddle and guys are standing there and Trubisky's waiting for somebody to call a play in. In the meantime, the clock is running. The clock is running out on us. And why can't we go with the hurry-up offense? Why can't we go with the sprint outs, the bootlegs? These are all things I've been saying for two years. I don't know why it's a mystery to Nagy, but apparently it is. I hope the hell I'm talking sense. Adam, what are you going to be writing about? Uh, you know, that's a good question right now. Um, I, I think it's, it's it, there's a lot to process from this game. It probably just goes back to the terrible state of this offense right now. Uh, and where they're at. And look, anybody who had watched any Philadelphia Eagles football this season knows how bad they've been in their secondary and how many big plays they've given up. Now, I, I understand when you're inept on first and second down and they're in third and longs, the, you know, the defensive linemen are teeing off on you and they're blitzing and so you can't you necessarily go that far downfield. But um, just a, whatever it was, a huge missed opportunity to wait until the second half to get those deep shots downfield because the Eagles have been giving that up all all year long, all year long. And, uh, you know, they made such a big deal about Avante Maddox coming back in this game. Avante Maddox couldn't cover Devontae Adams to save his life a few weeks ago when they played the Packers uh, before Adams got hurt. So, 
There's just so many questions. Allen Robinson getting one catch in this game is is one of those two. He had a rough and, day. Uh, yeah, it's just. And by the way, Allen Robinson, the lasting moment to picture uh, from this game, long out after he got done talking in the media, he was still sitting there in his locker just with a blank stare on his face, not even moving. Um, it just kind of summed up this day for the Chicago Bears offense. Well, right. losing four in a row does that to the best of them. Yeah. yeah. Adam, yeah. We'll, re- we'll read you at WGNRadio.com. Adam, great stuff as always, my brother. All right, talk to you next week. Adam Hogue from Philadelphia, Lincoln Financial Field. We'll get to Mike, Brian, Mark, Daryl, John, all of you coming on back here. Bears lose to the Eagles 22-14 with you till 6 o'clock on 720 WGN. I would have grown up in this era where you you fail miserably and everybody gives you a fist pump. Best Bears coverage. The Chevy Hamp and OB Show with Cause right now. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN Radio. 22-14, Eagles beat the Bears as we continue to roll on with our post-game show. Hamp and OB with Cause, sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. We're going to give away a gift certificate to Bartolini's to the best caller in this block, so come with it right now. OB, you're going to decide who deserves the Bartolini's, okay? Can you handle that? No pressure? All right, I'm going to get a thumbs up from OB. Let's go to Mike in Hawthorne Woods who wants to talk about the play calling. Go ahead, Mike. Plays. Six plays. Why can't they win with just six plays? Why do they have to have flip a ninety plays? You want them Hello? to win? Yeah, no, we're here, Mike. What do you mean six plays? Well, two movies come to mind. Remember the Titans? We we are Marshall. Why can't they just run the power eye and keep running it or do like Vince Lombardi did with the Packers sweep? Keep running the same damn play until they stop it. Why do they keep playing these uh, slip screens? And and then the other thing is missed opportunities. Missed opportunities. Last year, uh, the last time I met Dan Hampton was at the Seville back about 10 years ago, and he talked a, a very mo- motivating speech about you, you only get these opportunities once in a lifetime. I mean, when are we going to have a – Good, solid top for five defense again. Well, we oh, thanks, Mike. Appreciate the phone call. We we pretty well, much okay, have one. Okay, and the window's closing. Hey, Eddie Goldman's out now. Akeem Hicks is on IR. Kyle Long's gone. I mean, these are the things that you deal with. But that's that's the whole essence of OB and I. This summer, we were in a forum at the 100 year anniversary uh, gala out at Rosemont, and OB was adamant, telling Akeem Hicks, "Hey." You know, what you did last year was fine, but this is the year. You have to approach it with a a certain fervor because you may never get this chance again, and things are going to change between now and next summer's training camp. Trust me. But this year... We're three and five. We're on the bottom looking up. We, this is, the window is, is, is on your fingers. It's being shut right in front of our eyes. So, you know, these kids, they don't know it. That is for the head coach to preach it to them. And you can tell by the way they're playing, they don't get it. Because they're just, again, all game long, they were just, you know, they're down 19 to nothing, walking around, shashaying like, the, oh, hey, there's always next week, and the paycheck comes Tuesday. By the way, back to his uh, earlier uh, point about the offense, just get in something that you can run, that you are productive at. We saw last week we got in the eye. 
We went right down the field, gutting the Charger defense, and we scored a touchdown. Today, about 70% of the plays, Trubisky was under center, so maybe, maybe it's sinking in to you-know-who, the cranium, that he, he's figuring out, maybe I need to go back to old-school football because we're not smart enough and good enough to do all this trickery that we had some success with a year ago. Mike, I'm not sure that our head coach and offensive coordinator, Nagy, has the wherewithal to bring this offense up to snuff of where an offense should be in the National Football League halfway through the 2019 season. season okay? All you have to do is look. We have no sense of urgency on our offense. None whatsoever. We have a quarterback that continually stick him in the pocket. He's not a pocket passer. He's not an accurate passer. So what do you do? You spread him out stronger weak side. You bootleg. You naked bootleg him. You you give him a chance to get out to spread his wings. And how about going downfield? It was such a strange thing to see that pass for 53 yards today that happened in the second half. We don't see that. We don't go downfield. We don't have a hurry-up offense. We have nowhere, nothing to go. We just get back in how lethargic, get up to the line, and it's the same damn thing, game after game, play after play, quarter after quarter. At least that's the way I see it, and, and I think it's the way it is, and unfortunately. I and I don't want to hear this crap about Trubisky. Oh, he's only played 25 games or whatever. Brandon Allen, Brandon Allen. A nobody quarterback from the University of Arkansas starting his very first game in the NFL today for the Denver Broncos is 7 of 12, 125 yards, and two touchdown passes on his first game ever in the NFL. So don't tell me, oh, Trubisky's going to grow and, 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 and come to fruition. No, it's about doing the right things at the right time, and this kid has no clue. Well, he's, look, he's made 33 starts now. He's not a kid anymore. Brendan Allen's played one half, and he's already got two touchdown passes. That's right. unbelievable. That's, that's, uh, hey, three years, I, it's enough already. Matt Nagy, you know what? I'll do it again. I'll do it again three, four times in a row. I'm going to stay heavy. I'm going to stay big. We're going to run the ball. You may not get this close again. And here's Montgomery leaping over for the touchdown. And so the Bears, with Montgomery scoring two touchdowns here in the second half, have climbed back. Not scoreboard oblivion, but oblivion with the way the game has been played. And they're back in it, 19-13. to Camp will be in Cuz till 6 o'clock on 720 WGN. Thank you, OB, for not strangling me during the news. I appreciate that. What did you think when uh, they lined Tariq Cohn up in the backfield at first and goal and gave him the football? Did you like that one? Oh, my God. It, I, there, aren't, there aren't even words for that. I mean, come on. That, that was an interesting moment in time. It ended His up actual height is five foot five. He's not a big man. Then they figured out to give it to David Montgomery, and it ended up working out. Hey, who brought it today? It's sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. Although Tariq did get in the end zone on a nice little trickery play while he got down to the half-yard line, but that was a nice play. It was a well-designed play, but overall, in a game like this, you just you shake your head and say, where where is someone excelling? And I, I didn't see it. I, I just, you know, the offensive line uh, struggled mightily in the uh, first half. Uh, Trubisky now saying, oh, when I had vision and, and inferring that the offensive line was, uh, was woefully inadequate early in the game, but it wasn't just the offensive line. It was the play calling. It was his inability to make the read and get rid of the ball. If, if, if you wanted to ask me, 
outstanding player, Amukamara. Uh, he made a couple of good plays. He never was beat on uh, any passes. Mm-hmm. And for my money, he was the best player we had on the field today. I agree. I agree 100%. And I'll give a hat tip to Taylor Gabriel, too, with the 53-yard reception. Yeah. Ran, ran, ran a nice route uh, to get open. All right, back to the phones we go. Let's get Brian in Barrington on 720 WGN. Go ahead, Brian. Thanks for being patient. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Uh, yeah, I just want to talk about that last drive. Um, you know, we score those two touchdowns, get ourselves back in the game for as bad as we played in the first half. And, uh, you know, what do the Bears do? They run it, get two yards on first down, and then David Montgomery drops that pass on second down. And I'm just sitting on my couch laughing because that's why we got rid of Jordan Howard. Um, and then third down is to Shaheen. Why is Shaheen out there on third down on a must-get play? The same thing happened last week in the end zone. They ran a, a crossing route in the back of the end zone to Shaheen. He can't catch the ball. It's the you know, same reason that Trubisky's up. playing Heaven because he up. he was a, he's a number two draft pick, and so he has to play. You know, otherwise the uh, general manager looks like a buffoon. So the same reason Trubisky is the starting quarterback for your Chicago Bears. They they, they traded up, gave away the world, and you know it is what it is. The general manager is the hidden hand behind the players playing and playing time. And just like Tariq Cohen, you know, why would he be? You brought in us in just a minute ago, Tariq Cohen in the uh, on the goal line in in short yardage sets. Other than Matt Nagy playing him on his fantasy team and wanting a a touchdown from him, I mean, what 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 imbecile would put the kid in? He's he's five five, and he jumped up and they they swatted him. And it's you know it's the same offensive coordinator. That two weeks ago ran the ball a grand total of seven times, threw it 50 against the Saints. Against the Chargers, we had two to one time of possession, and yet we lose the game because we only score 16 points after being in the red zone four times in the first half. The same offensive coordinator that we saw bring us to a grand total of 10 total yards in the first half. Brian, some of these things that's been what you see on the field whether it's in the passing game or the running game or in certain third down and first down situations, you know, and what you're looking at, what you see the calls and, and what's been going on out there, I'll tell you what, it's it's pretty damn depressing. It is, it is to Dan, it is to me, and I'm sure it is to you, at least, at least you sound like it, but I'll tell you what, wh- what's an answer? Where do we go for an answer? I'm going to tell you something I that I cannot tell you because obviously, after we've been in halfway through the season, this is eight games already, and what have we seen from game to game? Even when we won the three games, it was a miracle. And it's just getting worse, going down to the next game, to the next game. Now we got these games coming up. Boy, and I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be some pretty tough games. Those away games against the Los Angeles Rams, against the Vikings, against Detroit, against Green Bay. And then we got to play who? Kansas City Chiefs here. Patrick Mahomes will be back. So we got some tough sledding coming up. And I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know how we're going to win these games because we're just, we're offensively, we're totally and completely lethargic. We're just, we're slow motion. That's exactly who we are. We don't use, utilize the whole field, we don't attack downfield, we don't use the quarterback. In any other formation, sprint them out. We don't do all the positive things that you see 
Aaron Rodgers do. Tom Brady, for God's sakes, 50 years old or whatever he is, he bootlegs, he sprints out. And these are things that are basic things that are done in the passing game. Why? Because this is a passing league. Why? Because the rules give it to you. And what do we have? We have a kid that cannot throw the ball. That's what we have, Brian. And Brian, part of the reason with Adam Shaheen, too, to Dan's point, yes, he was a second-round draft pick. That's in there 100%. And the Bears have getting no production from the Titans. Trey Burton was a good player last year. He's been nothing. He's not healthy. Complete last no- year, non-factor. Five tight ends. Now How got, many do we have we now? Have seven. We seven. have seven tight ends on the team, Brian. Seven tight ends on this team. Last year, five and there's not a football player in one of them. The Packers, by the way, are scuffling right now. They're down 12-zip to the Chargers. Of course, beat the Bears last week. This game is in Los Angeles. Green Bay just had a punt blocked. It's in the middle of the third quarter, so perhaps uh, the Chargers are going to do it to the Packers like wow. they did it to the Bears. Uh, let's get Mark in Beverly. Who's, it says positives on here. Mark, what's your positives? Hey, guys, I really like the show that uh, Bartolini sounds delicious, but um, I think there's some positives. There was no missed kicks. Uh, no fumbles, no interceptions. I think the penalties in the first half on the defense is what uh, let the Eagles stay in the field and get that uh, 12-point advantage in the first half. I'm coming over. I want to hang with you, Mark. I like that positive yeah, attitude. Yeah, that's a, that's a glass half full. Mark, sure. let, let me just ask you one question. It's got one for, swig uh, left in it. <laughs> in the first two quarters, which is obviously called the first half, we have a total of running passes of nine yards. How does that set with you? Uh, we weren't on the field enough. The penalties on the defense. It doesn't know, matter. It doesn't matter. Don't 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 be taking away Mark's joy. Ob. They didn't turn it over. They played the full sixty minutes. There's more games to play. Mark wants to live a positive outlook life. You got to appreciate Mark, right, Ob? That's right. There we go. All right. Daryl in Seattle, calling from the West Coast. What's up, Daryl? Welcome to WGN. Hey, guys. I know you're short on time, so I'm going to be really quick. But the question I have at the end and the beginning is, what is the breaking point for the ownership? Juan said change happened when people stopped watching and going and trusting uh, the Bears. When's our stadium going to turn into Miami, Cleveland, and Jets when it really matters to the ownerships to make the change? The cost of the game and parking and food, right now it's just taking advantage of the most loyal fans in the NFL. Uh, quickly, Ryan Pace, the tread down. I thought he could save his job, or could he save his job, letting the trade line pass, maybe bringing in Eli Manning to salvage this season, bringing a franchise quarterback real quick and just get a, a possible playoff trip, knowing that it's a fair Chabisky, he's a good backup, but he's not a franchise player. Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Phil Rivers, all those teams have standard. He's not a franchise quarterback, and he'll never be. We don't want to be like Tampa Bay trying to justify Jameson Winston. And then Nagy, he keeps organizing his preseason. That's what he's not comparing himself to a lead team. Uh, there was a great saying that said, instead of being you, be like Bill Belichick's. The Raiders, the 49ers, they're all trending up because they're trying to be like the Patriots. It's possible. So owners bringing in the heart of the Bears like the 49ers, bringing in Lynch. When are they going to bring in some players like you, Hampton, or, you know, Briggs, Erlock, or anybody? Um, and then the last thing I have is, when is the ownership going to go nuclear? Offering somebody like Belichick ownership to change the future of the team, something that will drive just a change in the ownership. They're not going to sell 
but giving somebody like that the ability to own a team to change around the future. All right, Daryl. What's the basis? Yeah. We got Thanks. you. Appreciate for all, all your thoughts and, and the passion, my friend. I don't think the Bears ownership is going to be giving up some ownership. Hampo, you have any reaction to that one? Well, you know, at any one point in time during the course of a season, teams have to ask themselves three questions. Number one, what are we? Well, we're three and five, and we're at the bottom of our division. Second question, what are we? Well, we're a team with an offense that is completely dysfunctional because of the quarterback position and the play calling. And why are we like this? Because we are unprepared, and all that falls back on the coach that thinks he's smarter than everyone else and didn't want to play in the preseason, didn't want to execute you know, certain aspects of this offense to try to get this team in a position where they are a threat, a viable threat. We're not asking them to score 40 a game. We're saying score when you have an opportunity. Those three questions, every one of them is a negative answer. If you were to ask the best quarterbacks that ever played this game, just if you were to ask Aaron Rodgers this question, uh, Tom Brady this question, what would be the mo- what's the most important thing in a passing game? If it's, this isn't the first answer, it's the second one. Timing. Timing is the most important thing in the passing game. Amen. And you cannot get timing down playing against your players in dummy scrimmage or in some kind of a touch, kind of a touch scrimmage or whatever whatever it is that the Bears do. You've got to get it going in the exhibition season. That's why there's four games, and that's why you should be able to play at least a quarter, a quarter and a half, or maybe up to a half of, of, of a game. Okay? And why? To get your timing down. Handing the ball off with the block, your run blockers, with your pass blockers, <clears throat> excuse me, in there blocking on real guys, Blitzing and coming after you, and and of course the wideouts trying to get separation from the defensive backs, and it's all about timing. And when you don't even do it, not one time, not one time, this whole past off season, what do you think's going to happen when you start the real league season? And it, what do you think's going to happen? You know, a defense is like a net. You can't cover the whole field. There's there's holes in that defense. And your job as an offense is to puncture those holes, whether it's a zone or it's a, a man-to-man, whatever. You, man-to-man, you run crossing routes. You run, you know, uh, pick plays. You do different things. You create the opportunities. That is based on timing. And you work on that. Now, That's it. one of the chronic Achilles heels of Trubisky is – He's continually throwing the ball behind receivers. A lot of that is due to the fact in practice, nobody's going game speed. Nobody's going 100 miles an hour. So he doesn't know where the receivers will be in a game, and they're usually two, three, four, five yards past where he normally expects it. So when he throws it, that's why the ball's errantly thrown behind. There it is, in a nutshell. All right, 312-981-7200. We'll take more calls coming on back here. We're going to play Matt Nagy and and uh, Mitchell Trubisky coming up. And uh, Do we have to? Well, you're probably leaving at 6. I'm sticking around till 6.30. So. Well, why don't you wait till then? You play them. Let's take the callers. I, that's that's what we'll do that's, coming. That's all I got to do at I, this time of the day is listen to those two guys. I, I, I'm going to ask you a question coming back, OB, that I'm gonna, I want an answer. It's gonna, it involves the quarterback, and I'm going to give you options, okay? 
Okay. All right. And you too, Hampo. We'll do that coming back. 720 WGN. This is the Hampo OB Show with Cars. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Hampo, I think you'll know the answer. I think I know what you're going to say to my question here. And OB, you were asking when's the last time. A team gained nine yards in the first half, which is what the Bears did today against the Eagles. Nine yards of total offense in the first half. So Elias Sports, uh, ESPN Stats and Info tweeted out that according to Elias Sports, that is their fewest in a first half in the last 40 years. I'm working on finding out the last time a team did it. But it was historically bad, is the the bottom line. So my question is... uh, 40 years. 40 years. Uh, Hamp, you you played with some uh, some quarterbacks that weren't very good, and you've also been a backer at least uh, a bunch of times for for Jay Cutler. Could Jay Cutler come out here next week and play better than Mitchell Trubisky? There's n- <laughs> right now, I'm guys. Talk- I've said this all year. If we had Jay Cutler at the start of the season playing quarterback, would probably be six and two, seven and one, something like that. Let's get to the college. Wow, yeah, wow. it's not even close. Three one two even close. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. John in Fox Lake, thank you for your patience, my friend. Go ahead. I mean a few points. Hi. Um what I want to say is why are we kidding ourselves here? We have a short window. And I'm not talking for this year. I'm talking for the next maybe two or three years here on defense, okay? Bingo. And the thing about it is we know what we see when we see it with this head coach. This guy is learning on the fly. He's got mismanagement of the clock. He doesn't know how to call the right plays when he needs to. As far as I'm concerned, this guy has lost the players because of the output that they're giving. So if I was paced, I would let the season ride out and maybe with four games left in the season, give this guy his walking papers, put Pagano in there as the interim coach, and see where it falls for next year. Because as far as I'm concerned, and let's not kid ourselves, when you look at it, and I'm just the average Joe fan, and Ed and Dan, you can chime into this. This guy is not head coach material, period. I'm sorry. I'm calling it like I see it. Hey, Thank John, you guys. John, I'm going to jump in here and, and ask and, a question and to you. Dan, you can chime. Here, I'll ask you guys this question. Let's just say that you're George, let's say you're George McCaskey, and Ryan Pace comes to you and says, Hey, I want to make a move with the head coach. What do you say? To him, after you, I just gave you the money to give him a five-year contract. In year two, you want me to eat three years of a head coach? They've done it before. They've done three it. Three years? I think they have. They've done that before. I, I don't know if they've ever eaten three years. That's a I whole. Think if that's you a, look it up, you'll see. I mean, they get afford it, obviously, but that's a bunch of dough. Well, and, and again, it goes back to the inexperience. Is of it? Ryan Pace giving a five-year contract to a coach that's never been a head coach. He was a play caller for six games, and then he botches a playoff loss, being up 21 to nothing or whatever at the half, 20 to nothing, and losing the game. So, yeah, yeah look, the, that's not the way the Bears roll. They're going to ride it out. Now, they got, you know, they fired Lovey with one year left. They fired Fox with one year left. We got three more with this guy. Yeah, he's, they're not. Well, here, no one's going anywhere. Let me just chime in on that a little bit. <clears throat> what, whatever ownership there's in the NFL, <clears throat> when you've got a chance, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, of losing the fan base 
And of all towns, this town, if things go south this back half of the season, I mean really bad, I'm going to tell you something. They're going to have to make a move. They're going to have to get rid of Nagy. You can't let this go on game after game after game, and then you're going to bring this guy back again next year to do what? I don't think so. I don't think. If it goes bad, Nagy's gone. He's not going to be here. And I'll guess somehow Pace is going to be involved. I'm not sure which way or what way, or I don't know how much George McCaskey's going to step in or what he's going to do. But I'm going to tell you, Pace, there's going to be hell to pay for Pace also for making such a stupid mistake. George McCaskey and company were feeling so relieved last year that they had gotten past Fox, gotten past Tressman, had an exciting year, had a team on the come, right? But the reality of it, it wasn't. That's what we're seeing right now. But I... You know the whole concept that the, the the fan base is always going to be there. Obi, don't these, your bear fan is a bear fan is a bear fan. Don't bet on it. You, don't. I wouldn't stake your life on it, my friend. I mean, There's, sure, things are changing in this country. People are finding other things to do. Uh, believe me, and and the love of the bears, yeah, has it been there? But I tell you what, if you're going to continue to shove this kid Trubisky down everybody's throat. When everybody knows the kid cannot play at this level, and a coach that is, I mean, my God, what kind of a game plan does this guy have from week to week to week? He can't make the quarterback better. He can't make the receivers better. He can't make our offense better. We struggle to score a touchdown a game. That's a fact. We do. We absolutely do. All right, we'll take calls after 5.30. News next, 720 WGN. Down and eight. on play action. And he's going to go deep, and there's a receiver there, and he's got Taylor Gabriel. And they get inside the 10-yard line. 53-yard completion right there. They haven't done a ton on the text line, but I'll read one from the 224. Do Danimal and OB have high blood pressure? I don't know why. (laughs) I don't, until I come here. And then, you know what, after three hours of therapeutic uh, commiseration with Mr. Obradovich, I feel better. There you go. Right, OB? You don't have high blood pressure, yes, do you? Yes, I do have high blood pressure. As a matter of fact, I take two <laughs> high blood pressure pills. Oh, boy. One for regular high blood pressure, and then one for high, high blood pressure. A double. Game day. A, a game day A <laughs> yeah. game day pill. I, I can't help it. Uh, well, you're, <laughs> hey, you don't don't go change it. The defensive player of the game team is sponsored by your Chicago Land and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. Who do you got, Hampton? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to say Leonard Floyd. You know, and Leonard Floyd wow. has been invisible most of the year and most of his four years now. And today he had a sack, six tackles, but he made some real good decisions and. You know, he wasn't the reason the the defense was struggling. Did we find out that at the fewest points, nine yards total, in the last 40 years, do we find out any more information? Well, well, I'm working on it, OB. All right, let me know because I think that is, uh, that's astonishing. All right. Uh, we're going to get to something very important that was written this week that we haven't talked about yet. But uh, well, What about the callers? Well, the, to, to your point, OB, I, I was thinking along those lines. Let's get Tom and Edgebrook on 720 WGN. Go ahead, Tom. How are you guys? Okay. I got a question. So who bears most responsibility? 
Pace, who's supposed to evaluate talent. Nagy, who's supposed to develop it. Or the players who are supposed to possess it. What about Pace? We already know what he passed up. And in addition, why, why should Bear fans be patient for another wasted season? We only won one Super Bowl in over 50 years. And we're going to have another wasted season where we're going to develop the talent. Maybe Trubisky's doing as best as he can. Maybe he just doesn't have the talent and he was misevaluated. I'll hang up and just listen to what you got to say. All right, Pam, that was a great call. It was. That was a great, great call, Tom. Thank you. I mean, well, here's the bottom line. You know, think about this. The best players on our team. What are they? Well, Khalil Mack's the best player. Well, we didn't draft him. We traded for him. Akeem Hicks. I we, think we he's signed, the best player well, on the team. Well, he, either Personal way. choice, that's all. Okay, Danny Trevathan. He was drafted by the Broncos. Uh, Mukamara was our best uh, corner today. He was a, a giant pick. Where are our first rounders? Now, And I, okay, everybody's sick of hearing about the Super Bowl of 85. But think about this. There was nine first-round draft picks that started. And I don't know what, uh, you know, Peyton was a first-round pick. Uh, um, I was a first-round pick. And Singletary is a number two. Richard Dent was a seven. They were drafted by the Bears. Those are the four Hall of Famers. So, and then Jimbo Colvert should be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he was an amazing. Uh, just, I'm just saying, Keith Van Horn played 15 years, started every game. I, I'm just saying... You have to hit on your ones. Let's look at Pace's ones. Kevin White, out of the league. Roquan Smith, going backwards. Leonard Floyd was, you said it best, he would be okay if he was a third-round pick, but he's nobody's all-star. And the other one is, you know who, uh, the hand warmer that is rated the 35th best quarterback in all of football. That means he's behind three or four bench warmers that got some playing time. So, you tell me, Ryan Pace claimed it. Let's look at his number twos. Uh, you know, Cody Whitehair, a decent player. He got a $9 million contract extension this year. $9 million a year, by the way. And I saw him get a bull rushed right into the lap of the quarterback for a sack today. And, uh, 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 Adam Shaheen, who was a, who's a, a bumbler. A, you know, I mean, not just the, the, uh, the, the kickoff return, but, Everything else he's done. If he's not injured, he's he's bumbling and and causing problems. So you know you you got to build a team through the draft. That was the the hook that Jim Finks hung that hat on, and we're not doing it. His twos are actually his best, and that still includes Adam Sheen, Eddie Goldman, Cody Whitehair, Adam Sheen, and then James Daniels. They're solid starters. Yeah, nothing but, but, special. But no, right? Exactly. But the first rounders, they're right. they're nondescript. I mean, that's why he's happy. That you want to, you can't pick one. That's why he's glad to give them up. That's why he trades them. Well, right. They didn't have one this year, and they're not going to have one next year. They've got two second round picks, which is another thing. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred is the phone number. There was a piece in the Chicago Tribune this week that uh, I'd like to mention here, and it was written. Uh, by the the media critic Phil Rosenthal, ranking the Bears radio announcers from Jack Brickhouse to Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer. Now, have you seen this one, uh, Ob? Have you I se- saw it. Okay, and Hamp, you haven't seen this, correct? No. Okay, so they ranked thirteen guys. They put in the top thirteen. Number thirteen was Irv Cupson. It 
who did Bears games from 53 to 76. Number 12 was Gary Bender, who I barely remember at all, but I guess he was here. Uh, Jim Hart from 85 to 89. Do you have a relationship with Jim Hart? Uh, I knew him. Okay. I didn't know him well. Okay. Hub Arkish, I know you know Hub. Sure. From 88 to 02. OB's okay, opening up the paper right now. I got to... <laughs> Uh, Gary Fensick gets mentioned at number nine. Brad Palmer is number eight. And then number seven is the Danimal, Dan Hampton, from 95 and 96. And this is what Phil writes. Hampton was the successor to Butkus the second time he left the Bears radio crew and quickly fit in with Hub Arkish and Wayne Larravee. The high point of the Hall of Famer's two-season stint may have come in his second week when he seemed to be able to tell whether the Packers were going to pass based on how left tackle Ken Rutgers lined up. Both the Bears and Packers said there was nothing to it, but Hampton managed to anticipate play after play. Hampton could also be downright colorful. Quote, Barry Sanders reminds me of a dog dodging cars on a freeway, he said during the Bears-Lions game. On the road in Green Bay, Hampton cracked. It's great to see the fall collection of Bruno Magley hunting boots. There. You have to remember, Bruno Magley was in the news back then. Yes. I, <laughs> remember, but, remember who? Is <laughs> that a pair of Bruno Magley's? <laughs> is, is the left tackle story correct? Is that accurate? That you uh, could... Yeah, yeah. You know, when you play uh, defensive line you, and you can't read a stance, you're going to play about a week, and somebody else will take your job. Well, that's, I, I thought that was pretty impressive that Phil was able to recall that. They put Butkus ahead of you at number six if you want to fight him. Uh, Brickhouse was five. no. Jeff Joniak is four, uh, Jack McConnell three, Tom Thayer at two, and Wayne Larravee, I don't think anybody would argue, at number one. Wayne Larravee would be uh, number one pretty much anywhere he went. Right. He was great. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you know what I liked about him? You know, he wasn't a, a, a company man or a butt kisser. He'd tell you, you know, he put the cheese on the cracker, and that's something the, uh, the organization doesn't care for but you know what he was so good but he wanted his dream job to call for the green bay packers and he got it so you knew that he was a deep down was a packer fan of course he came from kansas city when he got here right yeah right okay Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. crank congrats on being number seven big man right thanks i, I mean it's hey <laughs> thanks you're i i loved reading it let's uh get greg in batavia who wants to talk about ownership on 720 wgn go ahead greg hey just uh just a thought I grew up in the years of the Steelers, and I'm from Pittsburgh originally when the Roonies were winning all the Super Bowls. It drew the draft, and they knew how to win. My comment is this. I think the fans should boycott the team until the McCaskey sell it because it's obvious Virginia and her kids don't know how to run a team, don't know how to hire people that are winners to pick winners. And what they walked into when Hampton and all those guys played was something with George, their father, set up. And it, like any business, when the kids get involved, they let it go to hell. That's my comment. All right. Uh, thanks, Greg. Listen, with all due respect, you guys can answer this better than I can, but it ain't like they were winning championship after championship when George Hales was running the thing, at least after the 40s. Am I missing something? No, you're not. You said it correctly. No. You know, it's uh, listen, it's, it, it's, it's a tough thing to do, and and – and you got to have the right people, and and the right people. When you're an owner, I'm telling you that main man. If it's a general manager, or in the case of New England, it's Bill Belichick. I mean, he runs. The owner gives him total and full control over everything. 
And when you have uh, a guy like Jim Finks, like the Bears had, and like Jerry Venisi, uh, you know, you have you have some quality people that could make great judgments and hire good people, in which they did. And they won a world championship with, not arguably, probably, which everybody had the greatest team ever, was the 85 Bears. No question. And, and uh, so... And, and back in 63, when we won the world championship, we had a guy by the name of George Allen, who's in the National Football League Hall of Fame. He left us and went out as head coach of the Rams and the Redskins. But, boy, he's the one that put that defense together, and he was the guy doing all the drafting, which was probably the greatest draft in the history of the Bears was Dick Butkus and Gail Sayers, and George Allen was the architect of that draft. And, you know, that's two Hall of Famers. In one single draft. But you got to have people like that. Are they hard to find? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, what what's, what's been going on here with one of these, these, these so-called general managers, one after another after another, and my Lord, look at the record, look at the players they bring in. It's, it, it's sad. It's really sad. And you talk about a great, proud uh, 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 football team, the history of the Bears. And uh, it's terrible to see what's happening. Ah, I just want to say, you know, think about this. At some point, the responsibility has to fall back on the players. You know, I mean, these coaches aren't going out there tell, giving them a bag of popcorn and going, you know, watch uh, play video games. Trubisky's still throwing off his back foot. He's throwing away from the pressure. He's doing all these things bad quarterbacks do. Now, I, I know that everybody's saying you can't do that. You have to step up. Take, you know, step into the, the, your throws and your footwork is bad, blah, blah, blah. And it's still, it's, it's, it's a horse, you know what? So, yeah, you can have all the general managers and coaches and all that. But if you got a player that is uncoachable, that is just inept, then sooner or later, you got to get a new player. Well, Danny, the reason why it's important to have a general manager that knows what the hell he's talking about and understands how the game is played today, somebody understand it when you played, when I played, and you got and that's the key. That's important because he's the guy. He has the final word. More often than not, they have the final word. And guess what? His final word on number one, number two draft choices is a disgrace. Insurance companies. As we segue, they use lizards, they use ostriches, they use those to make us laugh. What happened having an honest, smart human being guide you? Check out jeffvook.com. Vook! Vook. He's got great footwork. He does, and he's got decades of experience nationwide. Stick him in the end zone. Is on your side. And throw the ball up about 13, 14 feet in the air, and he'll catch it. He's about 6'7". I, I was going to say, I feel like Vuk, Vuk's close to a 7-footer, man. Yeah. <laughs> he plays some basketball. All right, Jameson, Bob, Bill, you, 312-981-7200. we got one more segment to go. We'll talk to you, and we'll preview the Detroit Lions coming to Soldier Field. That what is, happened to them today, by the way? The Lions are... Or, they, or was it a buy for them? No, no, no. They're in action right now, OB. I will tell you since you asked. They were down a touchdown. I think it was uh, 34-28. It's 24-17 Raiders with 57 seconds to go. First and 10 at the Oakland 37. The Lions have the football. Quick timeout, 720 WGN. The anthem. The goal horn. 
The standing O for the military veterans. And the new scoreboard as big as an apartment building. All that, you get some epic hockey, too. The easiest way into the United Center to see the Chicago Blackhawks is the Four Seasons Blackhawks Ticket Giveaway. Tomorrow's your day to win. Cochran's got a pair in the morning, row in the afternoon. On 720 WGN. Brought to you by Four Seasons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing. For all the right reasons, Four Seasons. He breaks. Football season is here, Dominic. Score big and visit Bartolini's Restaurant, Catering, and Banquets. That's right, Christopher. Since 1995, we've been feeding Chicago our Italian beef, pizza, and meatballs. So spectacular, they've been named some of the nation's best. The secret is perfectly sized, impeccably seasoned, juicy beef and pork meatballs coated in our red gravy, made from an expertly crafted original recipe from our grandfather more than 70 years ago. And the kick is good! Let us take care of you the Bartolini way. Bartolini's menu also features sandwiches, amazing pastas, and 24 beers on tap, including many local brews. And while you're here, check out our new raspberry habanero barbecue sauce. Sweet with a hint of heat. Our dining room has a family and casual atmosphere with a full-service bar. Come check out our newly renovated bar and dining room. Or give us a call and talk with one of our highly trained catering specialists for your next event. Come into Bartolini's and see for yourself. We're family-owned and operated, and we're located at 144th and Pulaski in Midlothian. See you soon. Hi there, Saver. Looking for a Medicare plan to help you save on more than just prescriptions? Medicare Advantage plans may offer prescription drug, medical, and hospital coverage. Walgreens is a preferred network pharmacy with many Medicare Advantage plans, including United Healthcare. So when you enroll in a plan with Walgreens as your preferred pharmacy, you know you're saving smartly. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Other plans may be accepted. Is your furnace ready for the season? Right now, get your ultimate furnace tune-up for just $89. With an ultimate furnace tune-up from ABC, you can consider it warm with our no-breakdown guarantee. Consider it convenient by scheduling an appointment that fits your schedule and consider it a savings with lower energy bills and by extending the life of your furnace. Schedule today at 4abc.com. That's the number 4abc.com. ABC Plumbing, Sewer, Heating, Cooling, and Electric. Consider it done. Let him go. Let him play football. It's the Chevy Happen OB Show with Kaz. And it's brought to you by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN Radio. Lions get in the end zone, tied up at 24 with the Raiders. Oakland football with 2.55 to go. Hampton OB to the top of the hour. I'm sticking around until 6.30. We're going to play Matt Nagy. We're going to play Mitchell Trubisky. I you can got... hardly wait. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Matt, Matt. We have callers. No, no, Let's go callers. At, at 6 we, o'clock when you leave is when I'm going oh, to play. Don't well, that's you, what I mentioned that, to you. There, so that after we leave, then you can listen to I, those I, two geniuses. I, I will listen to the two geniuses. I think people will enjoy just sitting back and well, that brings get, tears to my eyes. getting ready for dinner, listening to a little head coach of the Bears. Uh, Bill in Naperville, you don't trust Ryan Pace. At least that's what it says on the screen here. Go ahead, yeah, man. You know, I would just say... Uh, God forbid if the Bears should go three and thirteen, and I don't believe they have a first round pick. But would you guys trust him to make such a high pick, Ryan Pace, next year? No, uh, guys, he, he, we don't have to worry about that because we don't have a one. But here's what you should worry about: there is a increasing trend of teams locking up certain players, i.e., Cody Whitehair before their fourth year 
and the end of their rookie contract. And guess who I'm talking about? And here's at the end of the day, you 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 know I know that performance should matter. You know, uh, the integrity of the game is built on not fake players, fake stats, fake this and that. We all know that that Trubisky has been a miserable he's a bust. I mean, come on, it is what it is. But don't sleep on the fact that Pace will double down thinking that he's miraculously going to, you know, take the juice next year and play great and that he's going to hedge his bets and sign him before the year starts and not let him play out his rookie contract. That's what you got to worry about. Uh, if they sign Mitchell Trubisky to a contract extension, that would be a riot in the city. That, well, that I'm is just wh- telling you, don't be shocked. There's one text that's coming I want to read to you guys. The two things need to happen. Daniel has to be the quarterback, and the offensive line, which is why I'm more interested in what you guys think, need to stop boxing and start, start blocking on pass plays. It looks like uh, they're playing patty cake every time out there. What, what, are you, what are you seeing with the offensive line? Well, you know, and OB and I talk about this a lot, and a lot of the times they're too passive and they're waiting for moves rather than, right. you know, attacking exactly. and, and engaging. And what what he's saying there, they're trying to do the hand fighting. Well, that's defensive line. Let them hand fight. You take a quick set. You, you stop them, stone them on the line. Next time, back up a yard and then re-engage. There's different techniques, and it looks like we're just playing passive, uh, you know, football and giving ground and hoping they're not going to bull rush this back into the lap of the quarterback. You remember I brought that up to you a couple of weeks ago, Dan? How to stop one certain player, and that and that's the thing. If like if it's a passing, which a lot of them, most of the time, that's all people do in this league is pass, pass. Engage him, take him at the line, get up, get down, get set. As soon as the snap of that ball, engage him right at the line, shuck him right at the line, then drop back half a step or a yard, and then wait and engage him again. But you don't want to drop back that yard, yard and a half, two yards. And then let him get momentum going. I'm talking about the defensive lineman. Don't let him get low. Don't let him use leverage on you. And so make him be able to spin inside or outside or sweep around you. What you got to do is engage him at the line of scrimmage, and that's what we're not doing. Raiders just got in the end zone. Derek Carr, nine-yard touchdown pass, 31-24 Oakland with two minutes to go. Detroit, of course, coming in here next weekend. They'll be 3-4-1 and one unless they rally. And, of course, the Bears sitting at 3-5. and five. OB, give me the keys, brother. The, the keys? <laughs> the keys for us is, uh, is uh, for all 53 players and the coaches, make sure you go to church every day this week. Okay, I don't know what you're that whatever, but you must go to church every day, minimum of an hour, and be honest with the good Lord, and then go to practice and listen to whatever Nagy's going to tell you, and then come out, and I don't know, folks, I'll tell you what, this is such a joke what's going on here, what you- but nine yards, the first half running and passing, and what we did last week, and the week before that, and the week before that. I, I, I'm running out of things to say. What, what do you think is going on in that locker room? What's going on in that flight back? What's going on in practice this well, week? Well, I can tell you this. It's just like the fans. You know, they haven't lost their eyesight. You think the players don't see what's going on there? They're sitting on the sidelines. 
and you think that they don't know that they gained total nine yards in the first half? They know all this stuff. They know, and they see it. Now, do they say it? No, because you want to keep everything together and whatever have you, but I'll guarantee you, I'll guarantee you that they see, they watch, and they're under, and they're looking and saying, oh, my God, what's going on here? All the quotes that I'm reading about the players coming up to Matt Nagy saying, I've got your back, coach. Are they doing that because they don't want to lose their job? Do they actually mean it? That's all they say every week. Yep. Listen, okay. I, got my, I got your back. I got my back. He's got his back. You got your back. I got my back. The wind is at your back. The, the back is back is back is back. Make me sick. I think they mean it. I actually think they like Nagy. And it's called job for, security. But maybe Keep it's the coach not. happy with you. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're three and five. Well, and we're, I hope you're wrong there, because if you're right, then we really got a sad situation. Uh, three and five, and we got everybody's back. Uh, all right, team. Thank you uh, for everybody who. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're out of here, OB. Thank you for listening, texting, calling, our buddy Kaz for jumping on, Adam Hogue at Lincoln Financial Field. I'm not going anywhere, by the way. I'll be with you till 6.30, so stick around. We'll play the head coach. We'll play the quarterback. We'll hear some of that. I'll give you uh, some reaction to what we hear from, from both of them coming up here. Gentlemen, we'll see you next week at 3 o'clock. Yes, OB? Thanks, Mark. You did a great job, and you listeners, thank you so very much. And thank you to our outstanding executive producer, Rick Geezer, Sammy Martino. Sammy Martino producing as well. Bears lose the three and five, and we're going to hear from the coaches coming on up here. Hampton will be walking on out.